Good afternoon. I'm Colleen Kelly. And I'm Katie Keogh. And we're the Trip Sisters, here to give you the latest tips and trends on all things travel. All right, Katie, you got some good travel news coming up, right? Well, it's exciting travel news anyways. You know, oh. the, the land of fire and ice is truly living up to its nickname these days because uh, recently a volcano erupted on Reykjanes Peninsula, where Iceland's, that's where the airport is. Do you remember being there, Colleen? Oh my gosh, we were at that airport. That's their main airport in Iceland. And we went to that peninsula. So they have a volcano erupting right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting though. I mean, they've been waiting for this for years, but recently there was 50,000 earthquakes taking place prior to the uh, volcano erupting. Mm -hmm. And that's how they knew that because of this unusual activity that they knew an earthquake was coming. So the people of Iceland knew they had a little time uh, to know that it was happening to what extent they didn't know. But this has been the first time it's erupted. Um, it erupted technically on March 19th and it had been 781 years um, that these, this is uh, Icelandic peninsula had had an eruption. So it's a pretty big deal. I think I heard about this and it's becoming quite the uh, uh, tourist traction. Like people are actually going to see it. Isn't that yeah. right? Well, if they book, you know, because Iceland is open currently, if you're vaccinated, you could travel to Iceland. So if you had booked your ticket, yeah, you can see it. As of right now, they don't know exactly how long the volcano will erupt, but right now they're thinking it's going to be somewhere between uh, a few weeks to months. So if you booked it, or maybe if you go with, you know, in the next few weeks, you can make it. And you can it. actually see it erupting. Yeah. And well, a, volca so a volcano near Reykjavik, Iceland was dormant for 6,000 years before erupting on March 19th. So wow, this is like that's a crazy. big deal. It is a big deal. So would you go to see it if uh, you had a chance? Oh, yeah. I mean, doesn't that scare you a little bit? No. No. Does it scare you? A little bit. Yeah. Like, what if, you know, I know it's supposed to be moving really slowly, the lava, but I, but what if some, something happened and it just erupted even more and then you were, you Yeah, know. but the pictures you'll get and the videos you'll get will be amazing. Well, content. that's true. That's true. Yeah. And that's just, and just to be clear too, because I, I, so the Icelandic peninsula hadn't seen an, an eruption in 781 years. And a volcano near Reykjavik, Iceland, hasn't happened in 6,000 years. So wow. it's a big deal for this area of Reykjavik. And that's where the majority of the people live in that area of Reykjavik. Remember, Colleen? Right. Well, the majority of people in Iceland live in Reykjavik. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of them live in Akuri, uh, north of Iceland. But most are in the main city, for sure. So that's it, interesting. It is. We were there a couple years ago, too. And I remember they were all talking about it, like it's happening. They knew it was coming. Uh, but of course, they didn't know when. And so I think it's it's exciting, but yeah, I, I would think scary too, but it, it seems to be a very slow moving volcano and uh, they're, it's allowing scientists to get up close and personal like they've never done before. So in one way, from a science standpoint, this is a really big deal as well. So that was my right. little travel news. Well, and maybe the lava will make it a little bit warmer in Iceland because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sometimes it can be quite cold there. Yeah. You know, it's best to always travel there if you can, I would say May through September. And even that, that's a little, that's a little chilly. Yeah, you got to wear well, a hat and all that. People, but, uh, people were doing hot, they were um, like grilling hot dogs and doing s'mores near it. Of course, you would never want to get close. It is so hot. Um, but I would think it'd be cool to see from afar. And um, yeah, I think something cool to talk about. So that's in Reykjavik, Iceland. And, wow. Uh, so Iceland's right going to do well with tourism this year, I think. Yeah. I think of course, so. they always have these days, but adding that little volcano. Well, probably I don't a little know. Plus. And, and I'll just add this little tidbit too, really fast, but um, I don't know if you remember years ago, there was a, a volcano that erupted and it, it, it had all this, like it shut down European travel. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. You couldn't fly anywhere. 
Yeah. And so now they're saying this time, even though it happened near the airport, it only shut the airport down for one day and really? that's it. Yeah. So that's a positive, at least the um, air quality in, in terms of like flying is okay around that. Yeah. The ash. I think it was the ash that was in the mm. air from that last volcano. Well, that's interesting. Well, we have to get back to Iceland because that would be kind of fun to see. And I, I'd get over my fear. Yes. Please you know, do. I guess. Fun. Yeah. It sounds like it's pretty slow moving lava and if people are going there. It must be okay. I guess. <laughs> and if the trip sisters follow the so. crowd. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I have some travel news. First of all, the world is opening up and I'm so excited. I know. Tons of people are now asking for travel advisors to help them plan their future trip. Uh, now, before a lot of people went on Orbitz or Expedia and so forth, and they're like, you know, I don't need a travel advisor. They used to be called travel agents. You know, that's kind of like old school and um, I can do it myself, but they've realized there's a lot of restrictions with Orbitz and, and Expedia and they need these travel advisors. They want to travel safely. They don't know exactly where to go, some people, and they're starting to use these travel advisors also because if something gets canceled, which we all know these days, it easily can with the pandemic, um, they, they have a quick access to help um, cancel or rebook tickets pretty, pretty fast. Um, it goes back to the whole having a real person helping you because there are so many third parties like Expedia and Travelocity and it's like you book it sorry your problem at least with a travel advisor you can call up and say hey what do I do um, and they have person yeah they have also access to you know like the flights and so forth whereas if you call you know, Expedia now if everybody's calling Expedia because their ticket the flight was canceled now you're just stuck on hold forever and they have a more immediate um, access and the interesting thing was According to the Washington Post, uh, Travelport, it's a travel tech company, reported that 33% of travelers, mainly 18 to 38 years old, said they'd probably go to a travel advisor because oh. of the pandemic. And that's surprising to me because 18 to 38, I would think they'd want to do a lot of it on their own. Oh, um, look who needs us now. The millennials need us. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's right. They do. So anyway, so I have a friend who's a travel advisor and she takes somebody's idea of where they want to go and she just makes an entire itinerary. Um, for instance, one of her big uh, clients is a dad, single dad with like four kids and he's got, he's very well, well off. And so he just tells her, where do I go with these kids? And she's like, well, Iceland's a big place right now or whatever it is. And then she books everything and then she can cancel. She can change the bookings. She's the contact during the trip. So if he needs anything, she he gets in touch with her um and she's a point person for like finding good deals also another thing i noticed when i went to bogota she, that's where i met her she um she researches the place ahead of time and goes to these locations so she will not um you know advise somebody to go to a place unless she's been there oh that's smart i, yeah. I could have used that this last trip in california i didn't appreciate how much a travel advisor does until you have to do the work yourself I mean, yeah. honestly, I spent countless hours researching, you know, all that. If you can find a travel advisor that you trust, and like you said, your friend's going to the location first, so she knows exactly what she's, what you're getting it. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I right. wish I had had it. Well, and she, she also, like I said, she goes there ahead of time because you can see something on a website and it looks great. And then all of a sudden you get there. It's like, uh oh, this What's your friend's name? Like the website, Charlotte Fila. I would like to have her on the show. Okay. Um, yeah, she's a wealth of information. So someday let's have her on the show because does she's she have not, a website. She does. I don't have it in front of me right okay, now. Okay, you know she's what? We'll Instagram. put it up. We'll put it up on the blog. Yeah, Charlotte Fila. She uh, C Fila. 
You can find her on Instagram and I C F I L L A. Yeah, she's great. I love it. All right. Any other travel news? Yes, actually. How would you like to go on United Airlines and win a free round trip for two anywhere in the world United flies? But there's a catch. All right. What's the catch? You have to be vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. And you have to upload your uh, vaccination card, which they will keep on file for future you know, um, flights or what have you. So if you don't want them keeping on file, just keep in mind that they, they will keep that in your mileage plus um, profile. But you also have to be a mileage plus member, which is one of their loyalty um, programs. And um, you don't have to necessarily be vaccinated to get into this contest. You can uh, mail in a certificate, just go to United's website and look this up. Um, and you can actually apply to win these trips. But Really, they're trying to get passengers who are fully vaccinated to upload their uh, vaccination card. So how it works is they're going to give away a free round trip for two every day in June this this year, every single day um, in any class of service to any world, anywhere in the world that United flies. Wow. So that's 30 pairs of tickets until the end of the contest. And then five people will win the grand prize of tickets for two for a full year of travel for free anywhere in the world. Um, that announcement's going to be made on July 1st. So if you do enter, you might just get this free round trip for two and then win the grand prize. And probably not nice. that many people are doing it. So probably now's the time to jump on right in June. Yeah. Well, maybe there's not that many people who know about it right now. Maybe not. Maybe you should, maybe we should get everybody. I, mean, I should get all four of my family members to upload their vaccination cards. You know, I have not. They're doing that with the pilots too. United Airlines, they're doing, they're offering them like incentives because you can't make someone get vaccinated, but they're, they're offering them bonuses. But I would think that the pilots would get that done. Yes, but I, I but some people have medical issues and they can't be vaccinated. Uh, so I don't true. know how that works with them, but you Good can point. still join this contest if you aren't vaccinated. So that's, there you go. You could be vaccinated or not vaccinated and you can still win something. I love it. But, okay, yeah. well, that sounds like a deal. Yeah, united.com, go there and check it out. Uh, so we just got back from some incredible California getaways. This episode, we're going to give you the inside scoop on places to see and places to stay when visiting Northern and Southern California. And later we'll be joined by Ashley Johnson, president and CEO of Visit Laguna Beach. She's going to tell us all about the latest happenings at the beautiful Laguna Beach and Montage Laguna Beach Resort. Up next, we are California dreaming. So don't move. We'll be right back. I love California. Welcome back. I'm Katie Keough. And I'm Colleen Kelly. And we're the Trip Sisters, here to give you the latest on all things travel. If you're looking for a relaxing and sunny getaway this summer, we've got you covered in California. That's right. That's right. We were hitting all the points in California, <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> I was going to Southern California. Katie was in Northern. Yeah. And we were uh, having a good time. I mean, really. Yeah, we were kind of hitting all the bases. But um, today I'm talking a little bit about Northern California. First of all, that's I love Northern California. Yeah. I feel like the weather's always perfect. Um, and it's just, well, it's pretty much sunny everywhere in California. But um, I'm talking about Sonoma County and then Monterey County. And Sonoma County, is, um, as most people know, it's it's known for its vineyards and its wineries and its- um, Wine country. Wine country, right. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. And I didn't know that this trip until I actually experienced it. Do you know that the Sonoma County goes all the way down to the coastline? So no. Bodega Bay is in Sonoma County. And then that. you can sleep overnight in a tree house in the Redwood Forest like we did. So um, that was pretty ex amazing. But my favorite town in Sonoma County is Healdsburg. Yeah, you talk about Healdsburg a lot. 
I do. It's one of those places where I'm like, I could retire here, you know, just if you have enough money. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so, but it's just so beautiful. It's Sonoma County, uh, is about an hour and a half from San Francisco airport. And then Monterey is about 90 minutes from the other direction. So either way, you're about an hour and a half. If you're driving in from San Francisco, is is that the best airport to go into San Francisco? Cause isn't there another one as well? Yeah, there's, um, well, San Jose for Monterey, or you could do uh, Santa Rosa Sonoma County. So yeah, it's just, it's more expensive. So if you can afford it, go right there. But uh, for us, the, the ticket to from Chicago to San Francisco is pretty good. I mean, you could get a ticket right. un, under two hundred. Wow. So for us, we just rented a car there and drove the hour. And, and you get to see San Francisco. Yeah, which, which is, was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so where did you stay in Healdsburg? So I stayed at the Harmon Guest House. Um, they have three other properties or three total on that square. It's uh, Harmon Guest House, Hotel Healdsburg, and H Two Hotel in Healdsburg, and um, they're just it's such a cool atmosphere. Um, where we stayed, it was, um, it's the newest hotel of that brand and it has a rooftop bar, uh, where you can like take in the views after touring all day. It's just a very eco-friendly hotel, which I liked. Um, you know, they have like water stations that you can get, you know, filtered water. Right. Uh, You don't, they're not into plastic bottles, all that. It's all about helping the earth. And this is a great thing that I love. This is why you should consider this location when you're traveling to Sonoma they have free breakfast is included at all oh. the properties and it's a full breakfast. It's not like, really like, a, that's like Europe. Yeah. Like you pick off, you know, bacon and eggs, whatever. I love that because if you're traveling with your family, you, you all get breakfast, right. Or you, right. Well, a- yeah. Then you can kind of skip lunch because usually you have a full breakfast and that saves a lot of money for a family for sure. Right. And there's espresso machines in every room and then they have complimentary snacks, which yeah. is funny because I didn't know about this until after I checked out and someone's like, oh, I love the snacks that they, and I'm like, there were free snacks. I was told you don't touch the snacks. Yeah. Right? Dad so always said, you don't touch the mini bar or any yeah. snacks. No, it's too expensive. So then someone's like, oh no, they were complimentary. And I was like, if I had known that, <laughs> I would have. Uh... Well, yeah. We used to hear from dad. If, if we touched anything. It'd be yeah. in big trouble. So that's the location we say that, that I really liked in Sonoma County. Again, it's called the Harmon Guest House. We'll have all this information up on the site as well. Um, and then the big one for me in Sonoma County was the Sonoma Canopy Tours. Now oh. you can do a day tour there and just like hike and zip line, or you can do the overnight. So you can get one night overnight. It's definitely a bucket list opportunity. You stay in the Redwood Forest. It's in like a year. Wow. So you have to zip line to it. And no. then, yeah, you zip line and then you hike up to your treehouse. Okay, wait, how do you bring your luggage to your treehouse? You don't worry zip- about that. They've got people for that. <laughs> oh, okay. So how do they bring the luggage up to the treehouse? I tree think house? there's a truck that goes up, okay. you know, it's like a back truck okay. road that, because when you get there, your luggage is already in your room. Oh, wow. Which is okay. really nice. Here was my biggest concern staying in a yurt overnight is like, do they have a bathroom? Yeah, do right? they? You're, you're in a treehouse. They yeah. do. Oh, good. Because how would you get out of the treehouse to go to the bathroom if it was and, like an outhouse? Especially in the middle of the night. No. So every yeah. every treehouse, and there's about six or seven treehouses, maybe, they all have their own toilets and water. However, there's no shower. So, I mean, big deal. So you don't shower for yeah. one night. But um, Well, you don't shower sometimes for days. So it's, it's probably worked out well for you. Thanks, Colleen. You know, don't you <laughs> love sisters, everybody? Aren't sisters great? Um, anyways, uh, I brought deodorant. So we were fine. Okay. Fine okay. That, That's good. That. Yeah, front. That was called the Sonoma Canopy Tours. Again, once in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, to do that. I mean, did they have like a couple, I mean, beds or what do they have? Bunk beds or what was it? Yeah, that's great. So it can sleep up to about four people in each yurt. 
a lot of times couples go, you know, just as like a little romantic getaway, but it has a queen size bed in it and then two bunk beds. So you could sleep for a family for pretty easy. So is dinner served in your yurt, your yes. tree house? Yes, it is. Okay. So, Cause I was trying to figure out how do you go to dinner? If you're, you zip line to dinner or do you, how does that everything, work? Everything's in the tree house. So you pretty much, once you're in the tree house, you can kind of walk around some common areas, but you're in it. You're in wow. the tree house. Okay. And so they serve you dinner there. They serve you, um, breakfast in the morning and then you leave. Um, but the kids loved it too. We, there was a family staying there while we were there and they do these games. They hide like little treasures, they call it throughout the, um, treehouse areas. And you could look for like Waldo and like Smurf character. Oh. And then the kids go and look for it. So that's kind of fun that's for kids. Cute. Yeah, because yeah. kids don't want to stay in, like, they want to go places. They don't want to yeah. stay right in the... And then area. if you're looking for a great spa experience, we stayed at the Fairmont Mission Inn and Spa. It's um, it's located in the heart of wine country. It's called the Willow Stream Spa. Ooh. And it is located on top of an ancient thermal mineral spring. Okay. Flowing from 1,100 feet below. So the surface. So they feel like there's a lot of like healing properties here. And we got a private little cabana to kind of have our, uh, there's a jacuzzi in it. But really those mineral springs are all the rage there. You could just relax and it's opening back up the springs uh, officially uh, mid-June. So you can kind of, you know, just spend the whole day there though. It's called the um, Willow Stream Spa. Uh, it's a Fairmont Mission Inn uh, property. It was great. Fairmont. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And, and then, so, oh, there's more, there's more. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I love supporting local. And so I just want to talk to you briefly about the wineries. There's a new winery that opened in Sonoma County called Brycolor Winery. It opened up last, last year okay. right during, during COVID. So they need oh. our support, but the, the actual property is like, um, jasmine and lavender and olive groves and rose gardens. And this place was like unbelievable. It's wow. Brycolor Winery. The Bri other one, Brycolor. And the other one we stayed at was called McRoasty. Um, that overlooks like the Mount St. Helena in the distance. Um, again, locally owned boutique um, winery. And it was just so beautiful. I didn't want to leave. Um, and I just love supporting smaller houses. I think sometimes you get better service there too. Did you service. stay there then? I guess. No, we just went for a day trip to okay. two wineries. And um, so that was fun. And then, then we took it down to Bodega Bay. Uh, that was amazing. We stayed at a place called Bodega Bay Lodge. And I'll have up a blog to show you guys too. So you can kind of follow along my blog, but uh, that was great. And then lastly, I'm just going to talk about briefly Monterey um, County. We went to Monterey as well. So if you're looking to go that direction, Hyatt Carmel Highlands is so nice. Also, you, if you have points, Ooh. you get points there. It's in Big Sur. Uh, that's located in Monterey County, but Big Sur is not to be missed when you're in Monterey. That's I've like, heard that. I've yeah. never been to Big Sur, but I've yeah. heard everybody. I've been to Carmel, but not Big Sur. I've yeah, heard everybody was, said it's amazing. It, it's gorgeous. And I'm telling you, because I've been there, the, it's, the view, it's like across the street is the Post Lobo State Park. So the views you have there at this hotel is called the Hyatt Carmel Highlands. Also, um, the Hyatt Regency Monterey and Spa, that was nice if you want to stay kind of closer to Monterey and in town. They just put like $33 million into this whole oh, remodel. Wow. So it, it was nice. And um, we were really impressed there as well. Um, in terms of a local restaurant, I love recommending local restaurants. Mm -hmm. Check out Meza Luna. It's like no one knows about this place. Well, now they do. It's called <laughs> Meza Luna. And all the locals go there. So, you know, tourists really? go one direction, go to this place, write it down. You will not be disappointed. It's Italian food. Uh, the guy's from Europe to uh, the chef and owner, family run. 
And then in terms of our activities, I'll just, uh, oh, uh, one more place too I would mention if you're looking for one more place to stay, like let's say you don't want a hotel right now and you don't want to be around all those people necessarily, mm -hmm. then look into Sanctuary Vacation Rentals. Um, I think they're on VRBO as well, but it's sanctuaryvacationrentals.com. They are in Monterey, Carmel, and Pebble Beach, Pacific Grove. Unbelievable. Talk about like, wow. you know, like you live there, you're in these homes in Pebble Beach area and Carmel, and you're like by the ocean. It's uh, picturesque, isn't it? It's, I mean, because uh, I've been to Carmel and Pebble Beach. It's just, just every time you turn around, it's like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Beautiful. So Sanctuary Vacation Rentals is another one. And then uh, Carmel by the Sea was lovely. You have to go there. They have like little hidden gardens, secret gardens throughout the town that you find and you look for. And we rode electric bikes, which is, I always recommend people to do electric bikes uh, wherever you go, because you can see the town and then you'll say, oh, I want to check that area out. Otherwise it's yeah. hard to see a town so we did that and we rented through mad dog and englishman and we rented bikes there and that wow, was you did a lot in northern california girl How long were you there busy honestly god when i got back i'm like don't call me anyone i'm gonna be sleeping for two days so I was yeah like, how long were you there uh eight days so yeah I that's right okay four days in each place uh, and it was a lot by the end you're like wow you know but you feel it, like it, you've been gone three weeks, right? I, I did. I felt like I was gone a long time, but, but there's so much to do. And if, if you need any more information, contact me on Katie Keogh on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'll also have a blog on the site here too, of my experience as well. Awesome. Well, I, I, that'll be probably my next place I go. I Northern know. California. Well, we'll just I'll switch tell you. off. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like, oh, we should do that. Switch itineraries. Yeah. But I don't know about eight days. I'll have to it cut was, it down It was a little, a little long. I yeah. did four days. <laughs> Well, I did four days with my girlfriends and then I did four days with the family. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I got the wine drinking that, in, in the front half. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then you got the guilt in for not having the family there in the second half. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I was long winded everybody, but there's so much to talk about. Like oh, you were there a long time. So it makes sense. And I feel like calling, I remember we were talking about travel advisors. Yeah. I didn't have one. It took me like 20 hours to figure all this stuff out. So I feel like I really thoroughly researched it as well. Maybe you could be one someday. I know. I could after this, this trip. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's great. Love it. Love the fact that you went to Northern California and I went to Southern. We had all this. We just love California. So I, I took Dave to Pebble Beach, by the way. Oh, the big golfing spot. Yeah. I love how she's not a golfer, everybody. No. Big golfing spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, Kyle. Let's talk about Southern California. Okay. So I went to two places in Southern California. I went to Laguna Beach and Dana Point, and those are two separate locations, about maybe 10, 15 minutes from each other. So super close. Um, and Dana Point was so much fun. Uh, we stayed at the Ritz and um, obviously it's, you know, it's the Ritz. But we stayed a couple nights and we had a view of the ocean that was gorgeous. And we were like high up on a cliff, which was really cool. They, they, you can't go to the beach right there unless you take kind of like their little shuttle. There's a cute little shuttle and that will bring you down to the beach. You can watch the surfers. Um, and it was really fun because everywhere I looked, I had a view of gorgeous ocean. And then we had dinner at the Ritz at their restaurant called Raya. Um, it's kind of like, they call it pan Latin coastal cuisine, uh, but there's a chef there that's like really famous and uh, it was phenomenal food. And the best part though, was the view from the table. Um, it was a little overcast in Dana Point. Um, I can't control the weather. 
So, you know, that was the only thing, but the nice part was we were able to eat inside and still have that ocean view. So that was awesome. Um, they also have like a breakfast at like their marketplace, which is kind of a grab and go, which is really good when you've got a teenager, they don't want to sit for long breakfast usually. Uh, so that, that was good. It was like fast casual type of stuff. Uh, but then we also went whale watching. So as you know, I was with Shay, your niece, my daughter, who's 16, and we're like, okay, what can we do that she would like to, to, to do as well? So we went on a two-hour whale and dolphin watching tour. Wait, we did you act actually like it? Yeah, she loved it. Really? Did you actually see whales and dolphins? We saw a whole pod of dolphins, and then we saw a white dolphin, which sometimes they call an albino dolphin. It was a very rare sighting to see this. Wow. So we took video of that. Um, so that was really, really cool. We didn't see any whales, but that sometimes happens. It was at the end of whale watching season. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the chance, there was a small chance we could have seen them, but we, we, we didn't. Uh, but that's okay. We saw a whole bunch of dolphins. So that I would be cool. excited about the dolphins and the white one. That sounds like so pretty. So we went to this, this local place called the Dana Wharf Whale Watching. Uh, and the, it was great because it was super convenient. You went down to, you know, the little wharf and you just got your ticket and you went on your two hour ride, which I thought was enough. Like, I don't want to go on a four hour, hour ride. I thought, you know, two hours was great, but it was so much fun. And then um, we went back to our Ritz, you know, room. Your Ritz lifestyle. <laughs> well, they have, be nice. you know, <laughs> nothing like a romantic little weekend with your daughter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, Dana Point is kind of not as well known, I think, as a lot of places, like you mentioned, Big Sur. And I think that's what makes it so cool because it's so gorgeous. And uh, I felt like it was really spread out. So you felt very safe, but you also had the entire ocean. Oh, they also have this aquarium there that's world famous. It's called the Aquarium of the Pacific. It's actually on the ocean. Um, right now they're at 25% capacity, you have to make reservations. But it was really neat because they had sea otters and octopus and jellyfish um, and all these really cool animals and fish species. So it was super educational. We actually didn't get a chance to go on this trip, but I took my daughter and I took your daughter not too long ago. But I feel like that's a not to miss in Dana yeah. Point because that aquarium is 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 just gorgeous and i think they're opening fully mid-june so just check yeah. out their website but i think the whole state is opening up uh, officially so yeah and there's of course plenty of other hotels and and airbnbs in dana point there's a lot of options but i think going to a beach made you feel safe so if you do have a worry that okay i don't know if i still want to be around all these people yet even though i'm vaccinated uh, that's the nice thing about being at a beach resort they're also really into conservation. Uh, Dana points up all about that. Of course, they have the aquarium um, and they have just a lot of nature and just a lot of beautiful views. So I would definitely recommend, um, if you can see it there, it's great. But if you can't, there's a Radisson Blue there that's very reasonable right near the water. There's a whole bunch of other hotels and um, lots of options just to enjoy California. Well, that sounds like a, a fantastic little vacation you had. Well, it was nice because it was great for me as a mom. You know, I kind of felt like I had the views and the nice glass of wine and the food, but then we had the options for a 16 year old to go whale watching and, you know, an aquarium. And there's just a lot of things to do in Dana Point. So yeah, totally. I, I would definitely recommend like, if you go to California, you know, maybe you stay a couple of days at Dana Point, you stay a couple of days at Laguna Beach because, because you change up your scenery. I mean, you still right. have your ocean, yeah. which is the scenery you don't want to change up. But, uh, but, you know, you have just kind of two different towns and two different vibes and, um, 
of course that's what you say in California vibe right oh yeah and it was just it was just super fun and and the nice part is pretty much year-round uh California's pretty much a you can you can visit year-round you know, I like to, I think also um, splitting up, like you just mentioned, going to a couple of different hotels or two different experiences, maybe, because my husband likes to just stay at one hotel the whole time, unpack his things, that's it. But I like being able to, like you said, see different views, check out other pools. I don't know. I like, like yeah. splitting it up. I like that too, because I feel like that's the element of surprise. You know, you, you've got a couple nights here and now you go to the new place, you're like, oh, wow, look at this. And this is what's different about it. And look at it, it's got this great pool. And um, it's just, yeah, I like that as well. I totally yeah. agree. You can find a recap of our top picks by clicking on the WLSAM link at tripsisters.com. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by Ashley Johnson, president and CEO of Visit Laguna Beach. Ashley is going to share with us how to make the most out of your stay in Laguna Beach, California. So stay tuned. Welcome back. I'm Colleen Kelly. And I'm Katie Keogh, and we're the Trip Sisters. And today we're here with Ashley Johnson, President and CEO of Visit Laguna Beach, where I just returned from, and I loved it. Thank you so much. Well, I was just telling my sister, Ashley, so my sister went to Northern California, and I went to Southern. And I came back, and like I said, she's a little jealous, but in the nicest way, because <laughs> I, I was just, I was just um, raving about Laguna Beach and all the things you're doing there, and conservation, and you know, there's so much information. So would you give us a little rundown about Laguna Beach and, and what you're doing and, and your plans for this summer? Yes, definitely. Well, first off, we were so excited that you had time to visit us and had a nice time. Next time, you'll have to do a girls weekend and, and both of you come visit us. But um, Laguna Beach, California, it's located halfway between Los Angeles and San Diego along the southern coast of Orange County. We really differ from other beach communities in the vicinity, um, being that we have 30 beaches and coves that really offer a different experience, whether it's stand-up paddle boarding, swimming, diving, whatever you have, um, we have a cove for it. And so it's really nice. So even on the busiest summer day, you're not shoulder to shoulder with other people. You feel that seclusion and privacy, yet you're on a public beach. Um, and I know you had mentioned the conservation. We in Laguna Beach have a huge focus on conservation. We are actually a marine protected reserve that covers all seven miles of our coastline. So no motorized boats can come in or out of our waters, no fishing along our coastline. So it keeps our, our waters clean, pristine, rich, our sea life very abundant, and it's a great diving opportunity as well for, for divers. So you have an opportunity to really see um, wildlife and animals there because of this con conservation, is that right? That's correct. And we actually have an organization in town that focuses solely on kelp reforestation in the oceans. So that then attracts, you know, the orange Garibaldi, the different sea life and sea anemones. And um, it really affords a wonderful opportunity to see sea life. And, you know, it was, was great. I took my 16-year-old and uh, we talked about conservation. So it was kind of an educational uh, trip for us as well, because it's something that she needs to know for the future, all of us actually, you know, uh, how we preserve this this world and, and so forth. And so I, I love that about Laguna Beach, that you, you are doing all these wonderful things with conservation. Um, that was, like I said, an educational opportunity for me as a mother to teach her, uh, but also enjoy it. Um, and, and also the views. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we were like, we were, oh, the views were amazing. It was just so beautiful. It, I felt like I was just in a, I don't know, just a, another world. I come from Chicago, so 
And it's it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, a lot of our properties, we actually have more hotels that sit right on the sand than any other city in the state of California. So you can walk out, you're right on the ocean, you don't have to really cross Pacific Coast Highway to access the beach in in many cases. And um, you had mentioned the views, and a lot of our hotels sit atop um, various cliffs and bluffs throughout town. And that's sort of, I mean, just kind of going back back a little while, um, you know, we were founded as an artist colony in the late 18th hundreds and it was interesting because artists from other places found that the way the light hits our cliffs and our and our bluff sides was found in no other place except for the south of France. So then the artists really? started traveling here, migrating here, painting outdoors and really capturing the landscapes because of because of the beautiful topography and the the cliffside views. So it's sort of some some fun history there, but um yeah, it, it's really like no other. I mean, I was in Europe last year and I just I just feel like it's very similar to the south of France. Can I jump in here too, Ashley, really quickly? Because we flew into Orange County, John Wayne Airport, and uh, it was so convenient. We did rent a car and we were at, at the beach, like off our flight in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I'm a little biased, but John Wayne Airport is the best airport I've ever experienced. It's so easy. Um, it's about 16 miles from Laguna Beach. So that would be my suggestion. If you are able to fly into John Wayne Airport, I would do that. You can rent a car, but, um, you know, I, I'm more about, I like to Uber. I would like to leave, or if I rent a car, I like to leave my car at the hotel. And I like to experience the town on foot. It really is walkable. I mean, it is seven miles of coastline, but, you know, you can take little bits and chunks here and there and explore on foot. We also do have a free trolley system, and that typically will run daily all summer long, so July, August through Labor Day. And then in the off-season, September through May, it will run on the weekends, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays when you know we are busier in town. But that's a great way to get around town as well. Yeah, and I and agree then, with that, Ashley. We, you know, we did take a car because we had other things we could do, but we did mm-hmm. notice that Laguna Beach was very walkable. We walked pretty much everywhere. Um, and we stayed at the Montage Resort, which was, I just, I, honestly, one of my favorite resorts I've ever stayed in. And I, I say that, I don't say that lightly, <laughs> but I, I the, love to hear that. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so convenient. It was right on the water. Then the best part was, um, it was like on a, on a kind of cliff, but you had access to the beach. So you could get yeah. down to the beach and see the wildlife. And we, my daughter went down there my husband and I, we, you know, like we found little crabs and all these, all these fun little things. Um, so that resort, I have to say was, was stunning. And the service there was amazing. The food was fantastic. And I would definitely, if anybody goes to Laguna beach, um, stay at the Montage uh, Resort because it's fantastic. Colleen, you, who was who was the guy you were mentioning at the cabana? Did so Renzo, Renzo is the guy that he's kind of he's the manager of the of the cabana area. We rented a cabana. It was so cool. Uh, we sat in this cabana. Everything came to you. You sat in front of this beautiful pool that overlooked the ocean. I mean, this pool. I had people on Instagram going, "Oh my gosh, where is that pool?" Um, it was gorgeous, but yeah, Renzo. If you if you go to the Montage Resort, you must talk to Renzo. He's so friendly, and he was just he was just fantastic. Wow, you but, worked really hard that week. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did not. I know, but uh, Renzo was right there. But but you know, it's it's busy these days, so it was nice to take a break. No, I lo- I love to hear that. And the great thing with Montage is it's five star spa resort, but it's sort of that casual elegance where you know you can walk through there in jeans or you know an evening gown and feel comfortable. I mean, it's very, it's, it's very subdued, yet you have that resort ambiance. 
So, you know, I said that to my husband. I said, I felt like it was just like you mentioned, you can kind of show up in shorts and a nice shirt Mm -hmm. and and it's very like, uh, it's definitely more my style, kind of more casual, but yet still the high end feel, um, but very comfortable type of resorts. Well, what can we, what can we expect in terms of Laguna beach hotels this summer? Are there any events or any deals going on? So yes. So the best place for trip planning to get back to your earlier question is our website, visitlagunabeach.com. We have a hotels page with hotel deals, specials, and packages that are available there. And then um, when it comes to our hotels, you know, we are anticipating a busy summer, which is very exciting after the year that all of us in the, in the world have had. Um, so we're really looking forward to a fun, busy summer. Um, we just found out that our arts festivals, which happen every summer, will in fact happen this summer. They start at the end of June and run through Labor Day. So we have three art festivals um, that have all different uh, mediums, artists that are featured, etc. And then we have our Pageant of the Masters, which is an outdoor um, it's an outdoor event that happens every night under the, under the stars on an outdoor stage, and they basically recreate world class pieces of art. And they are they are real people who get into these sets, and it goes from 3D to 2D right in front of your eyes, and you can't even tell they're people. Oh my gosh, it, I've been what? wanting to do that. No, I've been wa- it was it was on Gilmore Girls. I've been <laughs> wanting- <laughs> yes, yes. I've been wanting to do something like that for my entire life. And then you, can you ever, (laughs) I'm serious. Because you do like a, like a, not Picasso. You would do like a Renoir or, you know, right. Yeah. I've seen. Yes. They have, Every year they have a different theme, and unfortunately last summer due to COVID, the, it was canceled, so they are carrying out the theme this summer, and it's going to be Made in America, and it's going to have sort of a patriotic theme, um, and it is going to be phenomenal every year, except I think for about I think two or three years in its history of 85-plus years. They finish with the Last Supper, and it is just mind-blowing. It is, like I said, evening outdoor under the stars in an outdoor amphitheater it seats about 2500 people so it's very intimate and it is a phenomenal experience it's one of those things you have to see for yourself when is the date they go it goes from um july 7th through labor day you know i can't even believe we're all talking about there's festivals actually being i I mean they're happening they're happening but you don't understand you just like i lit up just now if you could see me you would you would i've been wanting to do something like this that what you just mentioned this made in america festival for years so i am going to try and find a way to get to laguna beach because that is on my bucket list oh yeah, and so it, it's pretty phenomenal. So it's actually all volunteers, and they have two casts, an A cast and a B cast. And, like, the A cast will run for a week long, and then the B cast the following week, and they switch back and forth. So they dedicate their entire summer to volunteering wow. in this production. And they're actually chosen based on the real work of art, so size, gender, um, you know, ethnicity. And it's pretty phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a lot of work and a huge undertaking. It is a phenomenal experience. Okay. So that I'm putting on my list. What else can we put on our list uh, for Laguna beach? And also when is a good time to travel to Laguna beach? So we are really a year round destination. I mean, being in Southern California, we have that Mediterranean weather, um, July and August are our busiest months. And so, you know, our hotels do reach close to hundred percent occupancy. My personal favorite time is just after Labor Day, September, October, you still have that summer weather, but a lot, and I, I work for the tourism board, but I shouldn't say this, but a lot of the tourists go home. So the town is a little calmer. Um, so September, October is my favorite time, but like I said, there's really not a bad time 
of year to visit. There's events happening all the time. Um, you know, we have a museum in town, which is one of the oldest museums in the state of California, focusing on California art. We have a playhouse in town. We have over 100 art galleries, a downtown pedestrian promenade. So there's always something happening no matter what time of year. Yeah, You've got a beach and it's California. So I think any time of year that you go is, is a great time of year. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley, I am so excited about Laguna Beach. And I think for more information, you could go to their site. Is that correct? It's visitlagunabeach.com or you can follow us on any social platform at Visit Laguna. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us, DM us. We love to engage with you and, and your listeners. So just let us know. We'd love to help plan your trip to Laguna Beach. Oh, this is it. great. Thank you, Ashley. So I may have to come out with Katie next time. That's no, okay we have to with go you. to the Made in America. I'm doing that, Colleen. I know. I just, I just want to come back to Laguna Beach, too. Yeah, well, so. Let me know anytime. We'd love to welcome you back. You know, we are very Thank much you. looking forward to, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys have um, been in the loop, but we are, we are reopening as a state officially with no capacities, no rules or restrictions as of June 15th. So we are all eagerly anticipating that date and look very forward uh, to welcoming everyone back. We can't wait. And one more thing, Ashley, I just want to put a shout out to the Drake restaurant, who I've heard is phenomenal. Um, I was visiting my aunt out there and we didn't get a chance to go there, but definitely we'll put that on our list for next time because it's, it's supposed to be amazing. It truly is. Yes. And you'll have to just try it out again when you guys come out this summer. Yeah. Just let me know. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you, right. Ashley. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you this summer. Thank you both ladies. Have a great day. You can find more information by clicking the WLSAM link at tripsisters.com. Coming up next, we're going to give you our picks for this summer's best gadgets, apps, and tips. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Katie Keogh. And I'm Colleen Kelly, and we're the Trip Sisters. We're going to wrap up today's episode with our gadgets, apps, and travel tips for your next vacation. And today we have a few travel tips and local businesses to support here in Chicago. Plus, we have the perfect supplies that will keep your kids occupied on long road trips if you're planning to travel outside the city. We got to keep kids occupied. You know, we love supporting local businesses. So this week, we wanted to give a big shout out to Sophie Hotel. Have you heard of Sophie Hotel, Colleen? You know, I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's a, about a four block walk to the LSAP, about a mile from the University of Chicago and Museum of Science and Industry. Um, it's just this new hotel that opened up. I believe it opened up last year, uh, but again, with oh. COVID and everything else. Um, so it's open and ready and, uh, you know, give them a look. It's called Sophie Hotel. Uh, it's just really vibrant colors like really great artwork and there's a, a fireplace in the lobby and it's just very refined amazing cocktail bar and, li and library lounge so uh, check it out if you want to check out that area again it's yeah. called the Sophie Hotel here in Chicago you know that might be great for a staycation if you're not ready to get on that airplane but you still got to get out yeah do a staycation explore your own city I love it I love it I love that area too especially because you could walk to the science and industry you know potentially it'd be kind of fun yeah what do you do if you have small kids and you got to keep them busy at the hotel? Oh, good point. What do you do, Carl? I came across this really cool gadget. It's from Doodle Hog. It's called Dab and Dot Markers, and it's washable dot markers. What's great about that is we know that we got kids. You have to have washable because there's, it's, they just get it everywhere. And it kind of makes like little dots, and it's easy for them to color. Um, lots of kids love this. Also, I have this three-in-one gel crayons um, from Noya. Again, really washable. There's 36 of them. They come in a box. And why I like these two products is the minute I got them, um, I got them as a, as a sample. I showed my teenagers and they love them. 
So they started playing with them. They got a coloring book. They started dot, you know, like dab and dotting with the markers and they, they love the gel colors. So it was good for her teenagers. Um, but also, you know, any, any kid, maybe I would say three and older. I think uh, I've heard about these. Is this the one where you can actually do like a write it on your window and then it just washes off? Yeah. A friend of mine bought this same kit and she mm -hmm. said for her little four-year-old, it's been great because she sets her up in front of the, like the window at her mm -hmm. house and she mm -hmm. just paints and then they just wash it right off. Right. And you could even do that in a car on a road trip. So yeah. if you're, you know, in the car, why not keep them busy with that? The other thing is they have free art lesson plans and activity sheets. So if you go to, um, you know, doodlehog.com, you could download these sheets. So before you go on your trip, you get those sheets and then you get these like kind of dot markers. And if they get it all over their hands, oh, well, it washes off. So I really like these. So it's called Doodle Hog. It's available on Amazon or doodlehog.com. And of course there's like the gel, three in one gel crayons, which are really cool. It. Yeah, uh, that's but, great. But yeah, good for three-year-olds, good for teenagers. And I love supporting family businesses. They're from Wisconsin. So you got to help out the Wisconsin people. Yes, they're from, they're local. They're from Wisconsin. It. So isn't that cool that we can help yeah. a, local, a local business? Yeah, one more question. What's their website? Their website is doodlehog.com. Like I said, you can go to Amazon. Uh, but if you go to their website, that's where you can get all the their activity sheets, I which love is it. kind of fun. Do that before you go on your trip. A mom uh, came up with this idea, which is so smart because moms know. Moms do. And it's a Wisconsin mom. So even better. Even better. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about tips because we're going to wrap up the show pretty soon. And we want to talk about tips. Let's talk about your whale watching tips. What do you have for us? Well, if you're really into whales and you just have to see whales, January to March are the peak times for gray whales. Um, the blue whale season runs from May until November. So basically you can get it year round, but you're going to just see different types of whales. Um, yeah. And usually the morning when it's calmer waters, that's always better. That's helpful. In terms of clothing, the beach has a lot of water. <laughs> so waterproof clothing is helpful. Um, closed toe shoes. I went down to the beach and there's a lot of rocks down there and I had flip-flops on. I would not recommend that. I should have had. Um, that was not a good travel tip. Shoes. I should have known better. Yep. I know. Um, but also have your camera, or your iPhone ready because those dolphins, they come up very quick and they go down very fast. So if you can <laughs> be ready, um, that's good. And then, you know, bring binoculars if you have them. You know, even though we've got our iPhones, binoculars do well when they're, they're far away. What about uh, motion sickness? Because your girl gets it. Yeah, you. that would be you. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for motion sickness, drink lots of water. Try to look at something stable. But uh, obviously taking medication for, works for a lot of people, so... We know my tip is if I know I'm doing um, a whale watching activity in the morning, I'll take it the night before because it's in your bloodstream that way. Yeah, that's sleeping. what they say. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't make you tired because you're sleeping. So it's in your system. So take it the night before your yeah. big activity in the morning. Or you can wear those wrist, um, yeah. what call wristbands. A lot of people swear by those. I actually don't get uh, sick anymore. I think I've been on enough boats that I don't get sick, which is lucky. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. If you get sick, and, take that. And I, I think this tip is important. If you're in California, the Marine Mammal Protection Act has a rule that you have to keep away a hundred yards from the whales or a hundred. Yeah. hundred yards from the whales. If they come up closer to you, that's up to them. They have that same thing in Monterey or excuse me, Sonoma County. We were looking for seal pups. You're only allowed to come 300 feet. And if they want to come close to you, that's fine. But we all have to really respect their world. It's their world. That Absolutely. Not to get too close. So it's helpful for the animals. Too. Of course. I mean, we but have they, to protect it. Them. Yeah, but they don't have to follow the Protection Act. 
the whales and dolphins are. No, it's up. It's their <laughs> ocean. We're just swimming in it. So anyways, just to keep that in mind, do not get too close because it actually is um, an offense. Like you could get in trouble for that too. So just stay your distance and, uh, you know, always yeah, 300 feet away. Yeah. Always. So let's talk about you. What are your tips for Northern California? Because it's a little cooler up there. Yeah, well, when traveling to Northern California, it's important. It's all about layering. And I learned this. Um, I mean, I, I did a decent job at packing this trip, but you know, you could be in one town in Carmel and go down five miles and it's 10 degrees cooler. It's weird how that works. So all about layering, um, you know, it just have, have that kind of handled short sleeve shirt, long, you know, sweaters. Well, and a scarf. I always say you have to have a scarf when you travel. Not yeah. only is it a fashion accessory, <laughs> but it keeps you warm. Very so, smart. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely have a scarf or a couple of scarves. Yeah. And then again, I I'm, I'm love supporting local businesses. So I wanted to just help out this um, company. Uh, they're called the Lux Warehouse. They're in Deer Park in Vernon Hills. I actually got most of my clothes this trip from their place. And I did a lot of layering there. But a uh, women-owned um, store. And again, I love helping Chicago businesses, especially right. women-owned businesses. We need to so, do that. Uh, I just wanted to give her a little shout out because I said I would. It's called Lux Warehouse and they're in Deer Park or Vernon Hills. But um, also, here's my best tip for Sonoma County. Pace yourself at the wineries, the amateurs. Oh. You, gotta, you gotta think of it like a professional because if you book too many wineries, uh, it's exhausting. You're not going out that evening. Well, not only you're not going out <laughs> and you're not appreciating the wine anymore, it's like you're there to relax. Remember that. You're going to Sonoma County to take in the whole scenery, everything. Do two wineries a day. That's my tip. And enjoy yourself. Stay there a while because when you over plan, because you're like, oh, I'm in Sonoma. I got to hit these four houses. It's too much. You'll, you'll regret it. And then the second you're relaxing, you have to get up and go to the next appointment. So, oh boy. Okay. Do you have to make appointments there for the wineries? You do. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for Is asking that. that. New? It's new. Uh, well, actually, no, it's, it, it, you have to make reservations. It's sort of like going out for dinner these days. You kind of have to make a reservation. But of course, they're st- they've been stricter this year. But yeah, always call ahead, find out what they're, because some people are just walk-ins. It depends on where you're going, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then my other big tip, again, avoiding like the big touristy areas on a weekend. If you're there, you know, and you're in Big Sur or you're in wherever, don't go there if you can on a Saturday. It's just going to be too busy. So try to do right. it. Right. Like, Even now you think it's getting busier. Oh yeah. People okay. are out. People are, especially now, everybody's coming out now. So I would say uh, anything with that kind of um, activity that's go on a weekday if you can. Awesome. Good tips. My tips. Yeah. I love it. I think anytime you go on a weekday, it's better. Don't you think anywhere? Oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you can find more information by clicking the WLSAM link at tripsisters.com. Also be sure to follow us on social at, at the trip sisters. And don't forget to send us your snapshots of palm trees and ocean views. Thank you so much for listening to the Trip Sisters. Safe travels, everyone.